Hey friends, I hope you and your loved ones are doing super, super well today. Um, I just wanted to pop on and kind of talk about like progress and sort of, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, like you, I've only ever really heard it before, like working out health wise of like, it takes two weeks to know this difference in you, like six weeks for like other people know this and 12 weeks for this and all like all that jazz. Um, like, I kind of, like, try to ignore it because diet culture, all that fun stuff. But, um, I started to realize it was also coming about with my mental health, too. That I was looking through, like, my stats on here and my agoraphobia recovery is, like, one of the top audios I have or podcast episodes I have out. And I was thinking about it. And it's been months. And honestly, I look back to months ago when that first happened to me. Like, when I first started sharing about, like, feeling better and stuff like that. And then I view me now and I'm like, wow, those are two completely different people. Like, this feels great, you know? And I was so proud of myself back then and I'm still so proud of myself now that I, like, almost forgot the progress. Not forgot the progress, but I forgot how much of a pivotal moment all of these steps in, like, my recovery and, like, my life have been. So I just want to dive into that with you guys today. I also wanted to add that I don't look at my stats too much. I have my one little ad revenue off of here that in my almost two years of doing this podcast, I have made less than $3. So this is not about the money, but if I could hopefully make a bag one day, I'll I'll try. Um, but I realized I, had ni- I have 19 people that follow the podcast. And yes, I've been doing this for two years. And that still feels really awesome. Like, I saw that number and I was like, wow, that's really cool. Like, that's some people, like, people subscribe and, like, either get notified or, like, get, like, little updates on, like, when I post my podcast. And that just, it makes me feel really important and really special Um, that you want to spend 15, 20, 30, whatever, how long I feel like rambling with me when you can. Um, So I just, I really value that. And I want to thank you guys before I, I dove into just talking about recovery and seeing how other people have noticed me throughout this and I will start with talking about my um I know I had spoken about being noticed for like my recovery but I did want to be um transparent and also talk about I did a LinkedIn post and I teetered on it last year and I made a post last year about being agoraphobic and I deleted it I had, like, one like in 24 hours, and I was, like, I'm embarrassed. Like, I I was looking to leave the job I was in because my agoraphobia and my OCD were so bad. I was, like, I, I, I don't want this to be on my LinkedIn as I go to look for jobs. And I really, I, I deleted it, and I didn't look back. And then the beginning of this month, which is Mental Health Awareness Month, I was, like, right, let me, like think about it let me consider it you know like and I wrote out a post and I spent like three or four days editing it and then I leave it for a week and I was just I was so nervous but I was like am I nervous because I think people aren't gonna want me after this like why am I so nervous about this like when you see other people talk about their illnesses on LinkedIn or like what they've overcome like it's a great thing you know OCD just feels super stigmatized and watered down. It's either watered down to, oh, everybody's a little bit OCD or, oh, oh my God, your intrusive thoughts are like sexual in nature or this or that. And like, you must be an awful person because like no one that's normal thinks like that. And I'm like, that's why it's a mental health disorder. Um, 
I do share, like, even on, like, my Instagram page and on here, like, my most common thoughts, which are, like, about my health, about the health of my loved ones, um, impending doom kind of things, like, just right OCD. I have, in my entire life, like, touched into or, like, had effects of the rest. Oh, I also, like, relationship OCD I talk about. But, like, I have had it, like, touched into every sort of topic, um, whether it be for a week, a month, a day, an hour. And um, there are topics that don't really affect me because if I get the intrusive thought, I'm like, ugh. Like, I, it goes away. Like, it doesn't trouble me because... So I made that post and I also knew that, like, my job has upcoming changes and things like that. And this has honestly been the job that I felt the most comfortable at in my entire career. Um... Since being an intern, I also had a really great internship with the previous company that made me feel super heard and supported when I was struggling through things. Um, my internship, I had my parents get divorced and my engagement broken off while I was there. So they had seen many tears and supported multiple time off requests and sort of changes in my as I sort of navigated these, those changes. But then as I became like an adult and I wasn't just given, I'm sorry, Sirius is having a really tough day. He just needs some love. But um, as I became an adult and was handed more responsibilities, I was no longer, quote-unquote, just an intern. Um, I struggled asking for help. I struggled to feel different. And so it really made me afraid to kind of talk about anything on a public forum, especially where recruiters can see, new employers can see, things like that. And I just realized that while the company I worked at did not know about my disability until I made the LinkedIn post, um, they either knew, they either kind of knew I had, I was different or they were just super adaptable and accommodating to everyone's needs. And it's always made me feel so supported on how, if I'm struggling, they ask, why am I struggling? Not like, what's wrong with you? Like, and it just, it made me feel safe to finally talk about things that have affected me, not only um, outside of work, but in work as well. And I've just really enjoyed working for the team. And they were all so quick to show support on LinkedIn. And I mean, it's never been addressed in my work, which I don't really blame them, you know, but it just, it meant a lot to me to like feel supported and not feel different. Like our phone calls since I've made that post have not changed in tone at all. And I'm glad I finally spoke up about something, um, and shared, how it impacted my life and how I struggled with things. Part of me also hoped that maybe previous employers would see it and understand as to why it may not have worked out. Um, because I'm not going to reach back out to old employers and be like, look, I had a problem and I need help and I didn't know how to ask for it. Or I asked for it and I didn't receive it. But it just, it felt good to kind of have that and know it's going to stick. I don't really make a lot of LinkedIn posts. So it just felt nice to know that um, there's something more representative of me that is no longer just my accomplishments on LinkedIn. I wanted it to be a little bit more real because I've realized now going forward, again, that if I do not have a company that supports me and my needs, I don't want to work there at all. And so, yeah, then let's dive into what I started talking about on the beginning of this is so my mom and I, she came up for Mother's Day. Um, she came up on Sunday and then she left on Wednesday and on Tuesday, I took her to um, a garden thing, like a garden Newport mansion sort of thing that we always wanted to go to when I was in college. 
but they were open from um, May to October. So it was like during finals week or like the first week of school. So I we never made it. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to take her. She's always wanted to go. I like hyped her up. I had a surprise and she was very surprised. And we just had fun. And so like that Sunday we went to my in-laws house and I drove both ways. And then um, we spent the whole day there and running around having fun. And then the Monday... We went to Costco and explored and had a lot of fun. She bought us a lot of food because my husband has been... They weren't in between jobs, but they got laid off and then got immediately hired. But, you know, like when you start a new job. Serious. What's going on with you, honey? I'm sorry. He's just saying his feelings today. But um, we went... We were kind of just like tight in between paychecks because of it. Which just kind of made groceries scarce and me definitely very, very stressed. So my mom did us a big favor and helped us stock up on some essentials. And we just always have fun at Costco, but it's like an hour away. So John and I always forget about its existence. But so we went and we had a great time. And then we just kind of, we went somewhere else beforehand. We went to Bass Pro Shops in Foxborough, which was really fun. And we like walked around and we did these like little shootout games. And we just, we had a great time. I kind of let the day take us. And then we went to Newport. And those first two days with um, Mother's Day and Costco and stuff, I really didn't feel any anxiety. I didn't have any issues. And then the Tuesday came and we were going down to Newport for the day. And my husband realized that they had like a longer day at work coming up. And so they asked one of our friends to come over and take out the dogs on a trip. And they've watched, this person has watched our pets before. They've watched, like, our cats and stuff. They've never watched our dogs. And I trust them with our dogs. Like, we work in rescue with them. Like, they're they're a great per- person, you know, like, and they have their own dogs. And I was just like, if I don't tell them that, like, Will got circled by a hawk once or that the dog, if the dogs don't wear their collars this one time, they're going to run away because... They know this person, like, minimally. Or, like, if I don't do this, like, this is going to happen. And then, like, it was just obsessed to the point that, like, I called John hysterics. So I was like, I'm going to... I feel like I almost need to, like, cancel the whole entire day because I, I can't do this. Or maybe we just won't go as long. And, like, I didn't want to ruin it for my mom. But I was like, I can't keep living like this. But then it just kind of hit me that I was like, this person's, like, CPR certified for pets. They have pets that are very well loved and taken care of. And it's going to be okay. I definitely struggle with, like, accidents. I know that if accidents happen, it's an accident. It's no one's fault. But I also, I feel like if accidents were to happen around my pets and I wasn't there, it's my fault because I allowed it to happen. But I almost am like, if I'm there, the accident wouldn't have happened. I would have caught it, you know? And that's also not a fair way to live um, to myself or the person watching our pets, you know, like it was just kind of like so overwhelming. I was like, if I need to be the one in control, and that's a lot of like what my OCD focuses on. Even earlier that morning, like we were setting up the dog room. um, So they had some AC on because it was going to be warm out. And we have two different air conditioners in there. We have one that came with the house that's definitely old. And then we got a new one um, that someone was giving away for free. And the old one is older. It doesn't get as cold, but it's reliable. It stays running. The new one freezes over after like an hour. 
And so I was like, so I turned on the old one. I didn't like, I don't like turning on both because they're both running out of one outlet. I I don't like it. Um, do I have any electrical backing? No, but do I not like it? Yes. So guess what? It doesn't happen. And so I ran the old one and John was like, why are you running the old one? Like we should be running the new one, like yada, yada. And I was like, no, we shouldn't be. I was like, I don't trust that one as much because it freezes over. So I don't want the machine to be like stressing while we're out of the house. I only ever use the new ones like when we're in the house or as a supplemental one. Like when it's like a 95 degree day, I was like, this is only hitting like 75. Like it's not even going to be bad, but the dogs were upstairs. So we wanted some circulation. And as I'm sitting there explaining my reasoning to John, the OCD pops it, like the intrusive thoughts come in and they're like, guess what? Now, because you're defending your choice the old AC is no longer the safe one. Like, if you leave the house with the old AC running, the dogs are going to die. The house is going to burn down. It's going to be all your fault because you advocate for this one. So then John's going to blame you on top of all of it. And then I start, like, stressing out. And I was like, you know what? No, I know that the old one is the safest choice. Like, this is what I want to do. But, like, it just it lingers. And it was taking over a lot of the day. Um, I tried to be as present as possible. And then, like... We had a lot of fun. I had a new backpack on that hadn't had that much weight on it before, so it was kind of hurting my back, so I was getting anxious about my back. And you know when your back hurts, sometimes you get like a chest pain, so I'm freaking out about the chest pain. And then we went to lunch, and we went to this place called the Black Pearl, which I had never been to before. And it has seafood, and I always had this intrusive thought that I'm allergic to seafood. I somehow overnight became allergic to seafood, and not just like a minor allergy, but like I'm deathly allergic and I'm going to die. And my mom and I didn't get fish, um, but I'm like, there was cross-contamination, like, I'm gonna die, I'm eating this burger, and I'm gonna die, I'm gonna die, and, like, my mom got me, like, an iced tea, and I'm like, I can't have this iced tea, like, the ice, there's, there's poison in the iced tea, there's something wrong with the iced tea, the entire time, like, these are the thoughts just on repeat, screaming in my head, and I have to continue a conversation, like, everything is totally fine, and I need to just disengage with these thoughts and continue and I ate my lunch and I drank my drink I didn't drink a lot of it because it also just didn't taste good but that's the reason I didn't drink it and that to me felt like a really big win and we went walking around and there wasn't a whole lot that we walked around and did I don't know if it was because I was feeling anxious like if you know the area we went down like we were on um America's Cup and then we went down Thames and we had parked on um themes over by like the blues cafe so like we had to walk a little bit back but we had a nice little walk and it was totally fine but I definitely got in my head for some portions of the day and I got anxious about it and I like asked my mom like how she thought I was doing and she's like you're okay like you have a right to be anxious you're worried about the dogs like it's okay but like it's not really affecting the day like don't worry about it and another big thing of anxiety in people is like if people are mad at you they'll tell you or if people think you're acting weird they'll tell you especially if you ask them. So I was like, I'm not going to focus or stress on it again. And so we went to go get ice cream. And again, we're picking out fudge. And my brain's like, you can't have the peanut butter one. You're going to be allergic to peanut butter and you're going to die. I'm like, when have I ever been allergic to peanut butter in my whole entire life? But whatever. I digress. So I go, okay. We, we I told my mom to pick which one she wanted. We were in between the chocolate peanut butter and the chocolate sea salt. And I was like, you pick. And she picked the sea salt one. We didn't even have it that day. I was eating some as a snack before. But um, then we went to the Ocean Drive. We got ice cream, went to the Ocean Drive. And we both just kind of napped for a little bit. 
And then on the way home, we were thinking about, I had heard some good or better things about New Bedford and Fall River. And I was like, let's just go check if there's a vibe. There was not a vibe. We did not like it at all. Um, there was one part of Fall River we were driving home and there was like this big like abandoned factory and it said, we buy cars. And then there's like another like part of the paneling that's like people playing chess. So like come play chess. And then like the front part is like medical building and on the medical building, it says like blood and cancer and then like heart scan here. And I was like, please don't ever send me to get a heart scan here. And we were just kind of laughing and like having fun with it, you know, and I think I drove for like it was an hour and a half down to Newport from my house and then we took like an hour and a half detour on the way home so I drove for like four plus hours that day and we're still laughing and having fun and just you know living our lives and then it came time for Wednesday and um Wednesday morning I had a cavity filling right in the morning and so I was like mom it's up to you if like you want to leave straight from the dentist like if you want to not go to the dentist appointment with me or if you want to like just come and hang out or whatever I honestly thought she was gonna leave and she's like no I'll, I'll come with you and the cavity was the quickest feeling I've ever had in my entire life I was in and out of there in 15 minutes um 10 out of 10 but on the way home she was like I just she's like I know you were kind of like worried about it yesterday but like I want you to know that you did really good yesterday And I was, like, not even yesterday, but she's, like, overall, like, I could see your progress, like, with your anxiety and stuff. Like, it's not taking over you like it used to. Um, She's only ever really seen flare-ups. Like, I had one at my bridal shower um, and at my wedding about anxiety, like, with my throat. And she was, like, I can see you kind of just pushing through it even if there is something bothering you. Like, you're having fun and it's not taking over your entire life like it did. And I was like, yeah, it just, it feels good. It feels right. And like every day just seems to get better. Even if there are setbacks, like I'm learning how to get through them. And then even I was talking to John. And so we went to Lewis Capaldi like two months ago. And then, holy crap, two months ago. Wow, time flies. Um, And then I have Noah Khan tickets for September. And I'm trying to get Taylor Swift tickets for this weekend. Um, Doubt it's going to happen because they're still really expensive. <laughs> and then I saw Post Malone's going to concert going on tour and I actually saw him in March of 2020 like before COVID was like announced or um determined a pandemic and I thought it'd be like ending of the tables to see him like after the pandemic is now officially closed but I really want to go to him and like my husband was just like you're going you want to go to all these concerts lately and I was like that's what I used to do like when I was feeling good and I didn't have this OCD like prominent like this health OCD prominently taking over my life I was looking at flights every day. I was looking at concerts that I could go to, even like $10 concerts to go to for fun. Like I was always looking for something to get out and try something new. Like, and if it came back to me organically, I didn't even realize like it it slowly crept in and having like John pick up on it as well, like felt really nice. But it's a part of me that John has never like fully seen Because anytime I was super into concerts, like, we were not, like, living together or, like, we had just started dating and I was, like, on Long Island and they were up in Rhode Island. So, like, it's just cool, you know? Like, it's just cool to, like, bring these parts back of me, bring these parts of myself back that I'm learning that I still really enjoy. That the pandemic, as well as my mental illness, kind of made them take a backseat. And I'm just really excited to kind of grow 
with these sort of things and it's also really sad now because now I have a whole lot of expenses and a lot less concert and trip money um which is not a vibe but we will make it work um sorry my bearded dragon is making a mess but whatever um yeah it just a lot of things felt like they were progress all at once like I would sit there and like I remember the first time I we went out of the house for something big. We had gone to Dave and Buster's with John's family. And if you've ever been to Dave and Buster's in the Providence Place Mall, there's, like, no way outside. You have to, like, go through the whole mall and then all this stuff. And it was very, very stressful for me. I think we had went in, like, 2020, 2021. And, no, definitely 2021. Um, or 2022. It wasn't 2020. But um, it was a very big deal for me. And like John and I had to make like an exit plan of how I could leave and what we would tell people and how it would go. And um, that was more focused on just like panic disorder. Like I was so afraid of having a panic attack somewhere because I was afraid the panic attack was actually a medical event that I needed an out everywhere I went. And I remember, like, when I did that, like, we high-fived the whole way home. We were talking about how great it was, like, how great life's going to be and how I'm working towards all these things. And, like, we had so many little events that were like, yeah, like, this is great. Like, and I was getting so hyped and so stoked for my progress. And now, like, I definitely noticed that things are coming back. But, like, I wasn't, after the concert, it was like, yeah, like, this is great. Like, this is the start of something good again. But, like, then it slowly became, okay, more concerts. Okay, like, let's plan this little road trip. Okay, let's plan this. And it slowly crept back, and none of them felt like they were going to be new, big, hard exposures. Like, when I bought the Louis Capaldi tickets, I was like, this is going to be a really great exposure. Like, I'm going to work. I'm going to rock this. Noah Khan, I bought the tickets because I wanted to go. I wasn't like, this is an exposure. Post Malone, I'm not thinking of it as an exposure. I'm thinking of it as a concert I want to go to. And that changing is meaning everything to me. Um, because I know people, I have lost about, I lost definitely about a year of my life and I've spent another year continuing to recover. So I've, I've spent two years of my life focusing on overcoming this and I've seen people online that has, are still working through it past decades. Um, I've seen this illness take a lot from people and it's taken a lot from me, but it won't continue to forever. So I just want to share those little updates and I hope you guys are doing really, really well and I hope you can, you take the moment today to find something um, that you're proud of yourself for doing, okay? All right, I hope you guys have a good week. Until next time.